View crew, what is going on, everybody? Welcome back to a certain point of view here on a Sunday. And as you can see, it's Gentleman's Day here on a certain point of view. And we the are ladies here. had their night last night. It's our they time did. Now. They did. We kicked them out for the night. Uh, they are they are gone. Uh, they are not going to show up at any point tonight. It is a takeover from Brian and I. And quite frankly, we're taking our channel back, everybody. We are taking our not not really. It's not really happening. No, but you know, I just want to tell myself that. This Let's be honest. This place would crash without those. That's two. why I wore this shirt. Yeah, That's I know. We I have you have shirt. the old. I have the updated. You know. <laughs> yeah. So know. no, it's gonna be a fun show. Uh, so unlike a lot of shows we've done in the past, uh, this is the first time in a while where we have three full matches to discuss uh, on the show because we didn't we weren't able to do reactions on Thursday or Friday, mm -hmm. and then we had the pay per view event, which we will definitely be get to, getting to uh, from the Cantina. Dan Merle, Ethan Irwin, we'll be talking about that as well. But we also have uh, the leader of the Quirky Mercs with us, Mr. Koi John Drew, uh, will be joining us here in just a little bit. Brian, how you doing, man? It's Sunday. Uh, we had an eventful Saturday. It was quite fun. We got to hang out with our buddies. We did. We did. We did. I'm quite not excited to go back to work tomorrow, but that is probably everyone. Um, but... Hey, can't complain. This is a uh, Boston feel filled weekend with Paige yesterday, Troy today. True. Can't complain. True. Uh, and Boston is one of the top cities on the uh, the poll. Or no, the, was, I guess not the poll, but the voting for cities to go to the Schmodown. Everybody, if you have not done this, make sure you guys are going to the Schmodownlive.com and vote for the city that you want the Schmodown to go to. Um, I may have put Boston over. Sacramento. You suck. <laughs> you suck. Come uh, on, you you suck. You're let, terrible. I have been saying this for years. The second the Schmodown steps foot in that city, yeah, I I'm understand there. That, but Brian, Brian, you are literally from the Bay Area. Yeah, but I want. I really badly need a reason to go back. You suck. You, I've I've lost all respect. I'm sorry. I'm just I'm just joking. I have once anyway. I saw that we weren't even like in the like top five, not top five, but like had five every votes. vote counts. Every vote counts. There was anyway. Yeah. What I was saying, uh Christian has posted it everywhere. He posts it about every 30 minutes on Facebook and Twitter. Uh go just vote, guys. It doesn't it doesn't matter. You guys can look at the list that's there. You can vote on one of the cities that may be near you if you want to maybe have a chance of going or the city that's closest to you. Um just yeah, now's your time. If you've ever complained. If you've this ever is, complained, this is stuff for next year. This is stuff for 2023. It's all being planned out. Mm -hmm. And if you want an opportunity to have a uh, Smodown come to your state or whatever, here's your opportunity. So, I am very excited though that I saw Toronto leading it. And well, Toronto and London are like the top five. I know. That's cool. Uh, That's cool. Don't give me a reason to travel to another country. Okay, okay Mr. Boston, let's let's kick it back a notch. Okay. Uh, Boston is in this country. I will be there. Our page already like was like, I swear to God, if you don't come, you're not allowed. I've, I've always wanted to go to Boston, so I don't need a reason to go. Greatest city like, in the world. It's just that I'll book a plane ticket for sure for that one. I'm uh, there in a second. All right, Brian. Sh well, should we get this bad boy rolling? Let's go ahead and bring him in. Uh, he is the leader of the Quirky Mercs, who are officially leading the faction standings as of right now. And that is Mr. Coy John Drew. <laughs> this city. There you yeah. go. Where there we you need go. to bring the schmo down. 
Yes. Because frankly, it's the best city on the planet. I've traveled a lot <laughs> right there. It is. Going. Absolutely. I mean, absolutely. I need an excuse to go more than once a year. And uh, I'm with you. I, I've never been to the Bay. I'm a monster. I've, I live in LA and I've never been north of Santa Barbara. And I still voted Boston. So I, I, I love you, the Bay. The best music comes from the Bay. I haven't been, but I got to get my dirty water. Yeah. <laughs> God. That is fair. That is fair. Well, Coy, welcome back. Um, you've, you've appeared on this channel quite a bit, but I will say you have not returned as the special guest headliner since last year True. when Brian and Jill did an interview with you early on in our, our Schmodown After Show career. So welcome back. I have uh, I have harassed the chat. I have, uh, you have. been harassed you have. and harassed Molly. Uh, who <laughs> I noticed didn't show up. And uh, all that being said, it's good to be here at the top because I don't think I've ever been on the show in a positive positive, just like a little asterisk positive. That's true. That is so true. I'll take it. And it's, it's been a really fun little uh, winning tour. I don't I don't get a lot of these, but I did engineer this team for tournament season with the wiggle room of uh, some negative ones, which we have gone further with than i expected um but that being said like now it's our time now it's merc time yeah before we get to uh like tournament season and everything because it's we're in the heart of it uh, i just want to ask how you think your year has gone so far it's it's it was up and down in the beginning but now as you mentioned you kind of drafted this team in a particular way to fit you better later in the year to get stronger as the year progresses how are you feeling about the squad so far so so far so I built the team to see who would be in the singles tournament, knowing who was going to be in the team's tournament, knowing who was going to be my Star Wars and IG player. Um, we had, in my opinion, one of the most improved players is unfortunately the most recent negative one, but I think Jesse has gotten the best uh, growth out of anyone. So that's what I wanted out of uh, IG because we got so much scrutiny for our lack of IG last year. Um, that being said, I did, I did build for some negative ones like i really expected some i didn't expect six um but i would i i've said this before i'd rather have the negative six that we have than have anyone else on my team yeah. uh i've not dropped anyone for a reason i've not traded anyone for a reason these are the people i want to be dealing with all 12 of these people i will answer the phone for at midnight so uh this is the team i wanted to build and they played exactly how i expected i wanted to have such strong leaders that we'd have the ability to have people learn the game better, love the game more, all those things. And that's exactly what's happened. Now, next year, things are changing. So if I had it my way, I would be able to keep more of the people that I felt I've improved. Um, I drafted with the expectation of being a legacy team. I drafted the expectation of the Quirky Mercs recruiting. You know, like you, you've got to notice year one to year two, there's a lot of similarity. Year yeah. two to year three was going to be a lot of similarity with the benefit of growing them throughout the season. So the curveball of what next year is definitely through the long-term quirky Merc plan a bit astray. Uh, but I don't make the rules and I, I respect what's being done. I can't, I can't change how it affects me. Um, but it's all gone kind of according to plan, obviously with the caveat of, you know, I like winning, but it's not about that. I, I certainly <laughs> enjoy a good TKO. I'd rather give them than receive them. Um, but it's been, it's been kind of what I expected. And I'm really proud of everybody win or lose. Like they've all learned. Yeah. Your faction has gone through so much this year. And I know on our side, we've enjoyed seeing so many players do different things from, you know, you mentioned Jesse and, uh, Brian and I both have had the chance to talk to Jesse quite a bit off air about a lot of different mm -hmm. things. And he's just very cool and he's very dedicated. And we've seen that from the quirky Merc side. And then someone like Josh Horowitz too, who came in, 
Uh, he and Perry lost the first match that he was ever in, and then he's playing down to... against the only I, I get two it. players. I, I get it. I, I to this day, I get the bad record equals a harder, but yeah. not a zero yeah. zero. We hadn't played yet. We yes. shouldn't have got up against those. Literally, they're called Rushmore. <laughs> like yeah. what? A rookie team? Sorry, that that no, 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 you're a, good. to me. There's an asterisk on that. I, I get that. That's fair. But since then, he has just been on an absolute tear, uh, clearly taking advantage of everyone in the faction, learning the game, your management. And so that seems to be the case with everyone. And I, I know I've enjoyed it as a Quirkenberg fan myself. I'm sure Brian can say the same just as a Smodown fan. Um, seeing your team, and I know someone said in the chat, go from negative one to first place. That's awesome. Negative two. Negative two. There you yeah. go. Negative two to first Everyone place. keeps forgetting. We lost a game. <laughs> We were negative one and got TKO'd again. You know the morale it takes to go from negative two? Like, a negative one hurts because that's historic. A negative two was, like, getting stabbed in the back, so we had to turn it into a positive. I was just like, you know what? This is just funny. Yeah. So, like, we lost – it was so hard to get a negative one. And then to be negative two was like, okay, it can only get better from here. And to go from negative two to first place, because of just trusting my team, I the amount of times free agency rolled around, people were like, get rid of blank, get rid of blank. Uh, Kevin's not worth the number three in your in your free agency, all this stuff. And then Kevin goes toe-to-toe with Marisol, and, you know, there's controversy around how it ended. But even the people that don't see it how I see it can't argue that he went toe-to-toe with one of the best of all time. So, like, my team's done exactly what I wanted them to do from a negative two. Yeah. So, like, I got a lot of love for each and every member of this team. And, like, even – we've like you said, we've gone through a lot of stuff. Like, Greg had the turmoil with the boat. Uh, we had, you know, John go through all that stuff. We had Sabrina in her first rough match after not playing forever. Yeah. Uh, we've had a lot go awry. And then Beth coming back with those two back-to-back L's, like, it hasn't gone our way a lot. But again, Beth improved between game one and two. Um, you know, Sabrina improved over her, her play last year. So everyone's done what I wanted them to. Uh, I just really hope we can end on top. And then hopefully next year people take more care to make sure they care about their players, especially if it's going to be less. Like I really want everyone to feel like a family and I definitely do with the Mercs, but I don't want to have a roster of people that I don't know. Um, and I feel like some of the rosters just feel like a hodgepodge of people that just have to deal with each other. No disrespect to anyone in particular. I know it's very, no, you're wrong. You're not wrong. I mean, you can kind of sense it from some of them. Uh, but then there's others you see that are like, super close knit and those seem to be the ones that kind of do the best. There's also groups that are like, Hey, five of us are at the cool kids table. We've also got these other seven, you know, there's, there's certain, and uh, there is no, and I stand by this. There's no JV team on the Mercs. There's no A team B team. Uh, it doesn't matter what you've scored or not. You are still in the training sessions. You still are getting the same amount of attention. You're still, I'm still fighting for you to get matches. I, I'm fighting for Sabrina as much as Shazam at I, I, not changing priority. So I think that's a big difference in how these players feel because I want them to know they're seen. I want them to know that all their effort goes into this is, is warranted. And the people that get the most crap from fans, uh, I'm going to take care of even more. Like I'm going to, you know, the Shazam should be higher up in the conversation. I know Christian's got his opinion about the best team of all time, hmm. but like that's his opinion. Go ahead. Go uh, ahead. Jake's we, ready so to say we it. talked about it last week. Uh, we had Frank on the show, Frank Janish, and we, we had a conversation after the match. And I don't know if it was just us two, but both Frank and I agreed that Shazam is arguably the single greatest team that Shmodan's ever seen. Period. Eleven like, and two. And yeah. Yeah. I know you can't look at Babe Ruth versus Mark McGuire versus I don't know modern baseball. 
you can't compare. Like I would argue in the logic sense, the more difficult the player you're playing, the better you should be conceived. But I can't fault the Patriots or Shirewolf for playing at a different season when the difficulty level was different. So I'm not faulting them. But at the same time, there should be a bit of respect on the name of a team that's had to play corruption twice, that had to play, you know, final exam the way they did. Like there should be a little bit of like, not to denigrate Shirewolves or Patriots because they're incredible, but there should be a little extra like zhuzh on the Shazam record in when they've played. Like the last three seasons, the difficulty has gone insane. Uh, No one's going to argue the Shirewolves deserve all the love they get. But at the same time, like, come on, what do we got to do? Like, what do we need to do to get that greatest of all time love that I think we are? Because I'm going to keep fighting for it. I think someone said it in the chat last week, and they said it perfectly. They said the Patriots had the best run. Shazam is the best team. I agree with that. that, That's a great way to put it. And I agree. I I personally think that the Shirewolves, I put them over the Patriots just a little bit. But those are my top like three players that have respect for the game, and uh, one of those does. That's fair. That's fair. Fair. Uh, I would like to know. The beginning of the season, we were like, "Okay, were you at any point just like, well, crap? <laughs> Did I do anything or draft the wrong people, or were you at, ever at panic mode? Were you just like, ah, crap?" I think I gambled more than most um, because I really was counting on Josh sight unseen. Uh, I trust Shazam to the level that they played at. So there was a gamble there. Cause like, what if, you know, like I was counting on, I was counting on my players that have done well a lot. And I was also, you know, not expecting people that I didn't know how they'd play except Josh to do anything. Like I wanted Jesse to do well, but it was more important to me that Jesse had fun. And I mean that, like it was more important to me that he enjoyed it because he loves this game so much. The last thing you want is to join a faction and then your, your boss sucks. Um, yeah. So <laughs> that all worked out for me, but I'm not going to lie. Negative two was like, all right, so um, this is locked in. And like, it was, <laughs> I wouldn't have changed anything, but there was definitely a moment of like, I gambled. Did the gamble pay off? Like there was never an apprehension of my choices, but there definitely was an apprehension of like, should I have gambled so hard? Uh, and obviously now, like, I don't care if we end at number one. I'd like to. Um, but I've proven negative two to number one is possible. And we're just getting started in the tournament that I built this team for. Like, I am very confident now. We've, I think we've gone through the, the rough of what the Mer- Mercs had to go through. Um, now it's going to be not smooth sailing because that singles tournament's insane. But yeah. it's, we're more engineered for this part of the season than the first part of the season, if that makes sense. I think Finstock, with all of his rookies, you got to play those guys to see how they do. When they win, they get another match. There's mm-hmm. no default second match for someone like Sabrina. There's no default second match for players that have played before. There are a second match for rookies when they win. So I think Finstock was way better engineered for the first half of the season than we were. But I played the long game. I'm playing, like your title says, the marathon. I think the Mercs have it because of how I set up the team. But it's never going to feel good when you look at the roster and you got negative two. It's never going to feel good. Yeah, he's so happy that but you literally. Good. He's so happy that you literally just called it, called his marathon title out. Do you know how long it took me to figure out like what to call the show today? I was like, okay, we got <laughs> Koi on, we got Koi on. They were low in the beginning. I was like, oh yeah, that's good. I'm just and that's how I train, man. Marathon, not a sprint. That's how I think all fitness should be handled. Obviously, sprints are important, but you got to understand like everything you do is a ten-year plan. Careers, fitness, like it's got to be a lifestyle. And I think the Schmodown season is not. 
month to month. It's the entire season and planning for that. And that's not been easy, especially like I'm dumb enough to read the message boards. I'm dumb enough to read the YouTube comments. So it's hard. It's demoralizing. But I have to be morale has to stay high with me. Otherwise, the team's lost. Like if I'm bumming, what am I going to say to my guys? So it's, yeah. it's been, you know, it's been important that I stay as optimistic as I am. Sure. It shows. It definitely shows from our end to reacting the matches and, and seeing it. So uh, I'm sure I'm sure it feels good that you can kind of just slowly bring the middle finger up from the negative two people to now being like, like where are you? <laughs> <laughs> oh, it feels real good. It's real nice. Cause like, you know, there's a lot of people that just don't know what they're talking about. And there's a lot of keyboard cowboys that really mm-hmm. think that like, oh, I would have gotten that right. You sit in that chair on the day. <laughs> you let me know how that goes, champ. All you people that think you know more about Star Wars than the guy that knows the most about it on the world more than George Lucas. Yeah, you, you enjoy that little, I, the amount of people that doubted Demolanta round one and the fact that it increased round two, the fact that there were more doubters for the defense, I was like, all right, you guys don't even know my guy. And then like, I we hadn't played Laura Kelly in my tenure with Demolanta. So like, that was intense because she's such a different kind of player than Damon. We trained for Damon for like three months versus we had like a month for Laura. So like, that's a different thing. Um, but like, I'm just so sick of people doubting my guys. Uh, and then like the, all the crap I got for Kevin from the beginning of last year, two years worth of crap I deal with. Like, oh, he's a celebrity player. No, he's a goddamn schmo. Like the oh, guy loves good. this stuff and knows he's this good. stuff. I just hope after the Marisol thing, there's some respect on his name. It's exhausting. Um, and again, I'd love, Part of the reason I do this is because I like the interactivity. I like connecting with the fans. So when they're just pricks, it's hard. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. fair. That is fair. Uh, we, we talked about Demolon just a little bit. I do want to talk about him because uh, we saw him last year with the exchange. He was a very different type of player then. And it seems like home sweet home for him in the quirky works as far as change of scenery, all that type of stuff. He's played three title matches. He's won all three. Um, he took down Damon. He took him down twice. Uh, what is it like, first of all, managing him and then seeing him kind of shift gears from last year to now and really his potential is now shining like it never has before? Well, I, I really instill in him how much I want him to enjoy this because I don't think he enjoyed it last year. No disrespect so to Gucci. Like, he's yeah. a different manager. Yeah. I think the way Gucci handled Dimalanta was not obviously how I would, but, like, also not conducive to Andrew. No disrespect. I just think certain players work better with certain managers. I was not – it's a, it's tricky because it's the very Disney, like, coach thing to be like, it's, it's about the game, have fun. But, like, with him, it really needed to be because he'd get in his head and he would doubt himself and he would have certain things that, like, affected his gameplay. So him having fun makes him a better player. So that's really what we focused on every time and then the rest. Like, that was first priority and still is. Um, and, you know, I think with Harper it's going to be similar. Um, because Harper, I'm still not sure is human. So it's going to be an interesting, like element of reminding him why we're doing this, how we're doing this and keeping him in the zone. Cause five rounds is insane. It's such a marathon. It's such an endurance sport at that level. And this is like, got to get it perfect level game in the star Wars league. Um, the star Wars division is like, there's nothing quite like it. So no. with him, it's making sure like one, he stays sharp Two, he stays in the world of star Wars. But most importantly, three is that like, why he's waking up and doing this every day, why he's studying like he does. So um, I don't know if that's the perspective Gucci had. And I don't know if that's the perspective other managers would have and mean it. I think they'd say it, but you can tell when someone's saying it and when someone's meaning it. So, uh, and that's why arguably I think it's the most emotional I've been with a win because it was really about Andrew the person. 
Like I was connecting with Dean Malone to the human being. Mm-hmm. I've gotten to know like Nikki better through him. I've got like, we, we know each other. And that's why like, that's the only time I've like cried, cried to win. Like it just, it was so emotionally invested. And so like all of his wins being the world. Um, and now it's the same with Shazam. Like now I'm so defensive of their defenses that it's like so emotional. Cause like people have got to put their respect in that name. You know, it's just, it's gotta get earned. So uh, Dean Malone, it, it's really emotional. Yeah, it shows. I mean, he just from the first match when he played Alex, obviously he had the emotion, very similar to how he let, had last year, but the vibe was different of how he was playing and kind of approaching the game. Um, and I, I mean, I don't know. I don't even want to think about the Harper match. Like, that's just – that match is – I don't know what's going to happen in that match, but I have a feeling he's going to play very well and be very prepared. I'm sure you guys are doing everything, and that that's probably going to be one of the greatest Star Wars matches that we've ever seen. I, uh, I think it's going to rival Damon 1. Yeah, I think, I, th- I think so insane. too. I think so too. It's uh, he's like a literal said, terminator. He's it, a literal terminator. I I thought last year Collins was perhaps fake, and then this year like Harper exists. And I'm like, God damn, like <laughs> how, man? And that's with like respect to both players, but like, what are you made of? Like, how does this work? Uh, but I'm sure there are people that see Demolanza like that after he went 51-50. Give me my shirts. Um, because it's. They're you sure they're being made. They're yeah, coming. I, I'm. I hope they're in the mail. I and I'm gonna, get I'm gonna get one. I'm gonna get one. I'm gonna get one. Oh, and I'm also you a are. Huge, I'm a you are making an enemy if you do that, Jake. Oh <laughs> Molly's not man, here. Molly's not here, is she? Give her more of a reason to hate Koi. Oh no, no. What my you, god! What you got to do is get her one. Oh, I should give one to her. Oh my god! Uh, I want uh, no part of this. That'd be. Do, do you guys know uh, Yellow Wolf the rapper? Mm-mm. I'm I a big fan of this guy, Yellow Wolf. He's like this indie rapper. He used to be shining shady. Now he's independent again. He's genius. But he's got a whole thing about 5150, just like Mark does. So like 5150 has always meant a lot to me, and it happened to be like the, the call sign of the merch yeah. now. So he's got a ton of songs that he references 5150, and now when I'm listening, I'm like, it feels like a bond. <laughs> I'm like, it's like, my guy, and we did that. Now we're 5150, and it's just, it's so great. It's so That's right. Awesome. That's awesome. Oh, God. I, I want to know. What was it like? I mean, you had Shazam playing uh, a title match digital. How was it doing it, getting to do it? Good question. Against corruption live in person and you 5150 again. Well, what's interesting is like the corruption thing keeps coming back. Like, I don't know if it's because I beat Mike. I don't know if it's because like Shannon is the like arguably the biggest heel and I'm the biggest like you know, I like people and the queen of corruption is a lot. And what's tricky is I really enjoy Shannon, but I really struggle with corruption. So like the only time I've ever been heated was like arguing with her, which they used in a bunch of promos. Cause I was like, I was on one and I meant it. <laughs> and like, so with the fact that it keeps coming back to them in person, the first in person felt really faded, you know, like I got a lot of respect for all three of them. I love them as people, but like, it felt good. Like it was real nice. Um, and like, you know, chance played lights out. Uh, Mike is, is, you know, he's a legend, but he still gets disrespected because like compared to chance, like there were some slips, but like, again, keyboard Cowboys, look at any of them next to Mike. It, come on, shut your mouth. Like Mike's incredible. So it's a really important thing to me that we're playing the best and corruption's the best. So it keeps coming back to that. So it's, um, it was really beautiful to have that in person. That hug was really emotional at the end. Like it wasn't each faction separate. It was us all together. Um, and I really like, I like, well, one, I like beating them, but I like that it's them like, cause they are the best. So <clears throat> whoever we face next has a really tall order to keep up with. Cause corruption is so great. 
Yeah, they're in the conversation for four. They're, I think they're my four when it comes to teams, just because they've been together for so long. They've done so many things together. Um, on that same note, I got to ask about just uh, Collision in general. How was it being back in studio? Seeing everybody's faces, walking in that room, getting that old school feeling. It was surreal because these the are the people. Captain Morgan. I, it was like tucked away. Oh, oh, like man. I couldn't. It was visually available. I like you don't throw a mick in a bar and keep the booze sealed. Like I it literally was like, I don't go to strip clubs. It doesn't make sense to me. I don't go to antique stores without money. I don't go to comic stores without like I don't look but don't touch. And like it doesn't. I would rather date and like care about someone and see them naked because it makes sense to me. I don't get blue balls for sport. I don't understand. So being at a, an event where it was like, here's the booze in the bottle sealed. I was like, what are you doing? Like I was emotionally blue balls in my Irishness for way too long. It was actually like a deterrent. It was negative. Uh, but the event itself, um, I would argue that the people I saw most through lockdown were schmoes. Cause like the number of matches we've had, the number of zooms like this, yeah. the community that's been built. So it was really surreal seeing them in 3D after knowing them in 3D, living a year and a half in 2D, back to 3D. Or even more so, like Beth, I'd never met. Beth and I like talk a lot and I've never met her. So seeing her in 3D was so like, we know each other kind of. <laughs> and like, you know, when you lose, there's an emo emotional like um, nurturing that's very personal. It's very like connected. So to meet someone you've shared like a loss with felt so much more like, hey. What up? Like there was a there was a knowing. Um, I don't know why Nick Cage just came out, but like there's a there's a there's a knowing there. So it was really magical, man. It was really special. Uh, I hadn't seen Christian since uh, since January of 2019. I hadn't seen Christian since actually February since the Real Rejects match in person. Got so it. I hadn't seen Christian in that God. long, and that's an entire new round of like paperwork yeah. and yeah. like business and friendship because <laughs> yeah. we become closer as friends. Like Christian and I are like good friends now, and before we were like friends. So, like, I consider Christian and I closer. And, like, me and Mark are, like, homie homies. Like, Mark's been in my house. So, like, it was really cool to be in that environment with people that are much better friends than they used to be and feel that, like, love and that bond and all those things. And, of course, like, I love Bibbs and the Kid. So, like, being around those dudes in person is so much nicer. Um, it's just a vibe, man. It was, it was great. Yeah, I was super jealous. So, I mean, obviously, we saw watching the production value was incredible. And then, and then also Skybound, man. Skybound is like, you know, as the showdown's incredible, all love. But like what Skybound's done, merging and allowing yes. the growth and everything else. Yes. I just got to give some love to Skybound. Sorry to interrupt. It's just, it was no, it no, was no, no you're fine. I was just going to say that I, as much as I, and I love the matches, and I, all four matches were incredible, specifically the two in studio. But the first hour of the recording, just seeing everybody, the interviews, kind of like that vibe of an old school event again, is, is very special from the couch. And it meant a lot just to see that and be like, we're so close. We are you know so who they close. didn't interview at Collision. You know who <laughs> didn't get in three out of four matches a one-on-one? -on -one? You know who noticed? While not drinking? Frankie Numbers? Frankie Numbers? Frankie. This guy. Where was my sauce? Where was my sauce? Where was my interview? Where's our belts? And now where's our 5150 shirts? Getting them all. Getting my booze, keeping my belts, getting my shirts. <laughs> I mean, collision was real. That's that's a thing. My worst match went to the five pointer against Marisol McKee. Yeah. My worst and contested with reason. 
I get the Kate argument, but I also get my benefit of the doubt argument. I get why she didn't go to her five-pointer, but I also know from my soul Kevin knew that because of the circumstances around it. I know all of those things. So at the end of the day, my worst match that day, the only one I didn't get hella points for was one that like still feels good. And like I, Kevin's more invested than ever. Like Kevin's now it's vengeance. I mean, I will say I was pretty sour because I have him on my fantasy team and I didn't get the points. So I'm not, not sour. I'd like to be a little more ahead for some breathing room. (laughs) Thank you very much. I'd like to know a little bit of like, and also like knowing the, the, the Jesse match, the negative one, like that was, looming so like it's nice to now be clear of that know where we stand but that kevin thing that would have been over the top and imagine if i got three out of the four and it like it was possible it's not like oh, it was 100%. like a devastating first no. round like it yeah. was possible yeah for sure uh brian, so put the respect quick. on kevin's name internet <laughs> <laughs> brian real quick before you go a couple a couple of competitors are popping in here uh amaru coin yeah. had an intense big versus pack combo Yo, Amaru and I have known each other via the internet for literally years. Amaru and I have known each other for a long time. We had this joke that he was going to see me on, on like a plane and wake me up. Like I gave him permission, like if you ever saw me, because I like, I jet fed a lot. I was like, it's cool. You're allowed to, nobody else. So it was this running joke. So Amaru and I like broed out in person, but like I'm a huge Tupac guy. Like I, I give Tupac, that's I, like I said, the Bay, like I love Bay music. I would argue Tupac, his birth of Bay sound and then evolving into the West side sound is the influence on West side hip hop to this day that was born in the Bay, like too short. And what that sound came from all that stuff, like the first mixes and stuff all Bay. So like, I'm a big pot guy and I'm from the East coast and I find out Amaru is a giant biggie guy. So we're like at the comedy store. I'm blue balls as hell from captain Morgan. <laughs> so I'm drinking a little heavier than I might normally would. And I'm celebrating some, some wins. Uh, and yeah, I, I got a little saucy at the, at the comedy store and I was like surveying everyone like, yo, Pac Biggie. And, uh, so I like literally asked everyone at the outside bar and like Amaru and I were like neck and neck. It was awesome. A lot of love for that guy. I wish he wasn't in the free agency. So I could have drafted him next to Jesse, but here we go. Well, speaking of, uh, here you go, Mr. Swift. Right yeah. here. Give him the manager of the year already. Let's go. Jesse, I hope you're here at the top of the show. I think you are of the entire season, most improved. I think from the the promos through your most recent match, most improved uh, player, most dedicated, fun promos. Like, I got so much love for Jesse Swift. Agreed. Both Brian and I, like I said, we've talked to him. We've seen his work, and he's, he's putting it in. He's putting it in. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, Brian, take it over. What do you got? All right. So I did a little research, got a little stats going for you. Since Frank, did, Frank didn't interview you, uh, I'll, I'll do it for him. I'll do his job. Um, <laughs> Only you and the Mercs have scored most points off of all of your, or excuse me, you and the exchange have scored more points off of all of your players combined than any other team. Oh, that makes me so happy because his was the more, obviously ours the two riskiest because rookies and then me going like those two directions. That makes me happy. That's really validating. Speaking of, uh, real quick, speaking of rookies, here's one. Absolutely manager of the year for Mr. Eric Whiteley. I got only L's and Koi doesn't let you feel that way. Because they ain't L's. It's win or learn. And another one, Eric, between match one and two, different <laughs> player. Every single thing he messed up in the first thing, he did not even get close to messing up in the second. And the way he played in the second would have beat anyone except 
Harper. Like it was literally <laughs> yeah. a matter of like who we played, not how we played. Yeah. It was a matter yeah. of like, oh, you're you're gonna happen to face the guy who may or may not be a, a sentient android. <laughs> like if it was anyone else, Eric would have had that W. I don't think Eric's lost yet, and and that's a, a beautiful thing. Also, like that dude is so good. Like Eric's just good, and I yeah. love that in a person. Like I, there's a reason he's got his fan base, and the reason they're so dedicated is like that dude's good, and that's so hard to find. No disrespect to humanity, but Eric's good. <laughs> I just love that immediately on both of those losses, uh, his fans were just like, it's, cr- it's, it's tainted. It's- <laughs> I'm just like, they had their pitchforks ready. They were ready to <laughs> Which burn it I down. love, dude. Like I, 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 I know they weren't, but I love that the people yeah. are so behind Eric. They're like, it's all a scam. And like, they're <laughs> in it. And like, since they're not trolls, that's great. Like I love yes. people that can be like upset for five minutes and then like calm their shit and like it's go like, back to like it's the honest sports fan right you can you can yeah. be you can act that way but then come back down to earth after a little bit of a rant like, right like the patriots out. lose and i'm like it's a blah 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 and i'm like <laughs> oh no they lost like yeah i have yeah. to just accept they can't win everything and like eric's fans are just they're good there's a reason like he's got them i, I got i got a respect for that guy again my whole team didn't trade a one for a reason i'd take them all back next year uh depending on how it goes uh important question from jesse swift who is your favorite Kate? Well, I think there's only one famous Kate. Uh, if you look up famous Kates, you'll see one <laughs> face. Uh, in fact, if you if you look at the name Kate with a C, there's not a lot of them it's, in general. It's true. It's true. Benefit I did it afterwards. Rule, I did it afterwards and went, son of a bitch. He's right. <laughs> we let the benefit of the doubt rule for like Idris Alba. We let it go for like some movies like that are just not. But no, no, we can't let Kate go. And then everyone's like, oh, Koi wasted a challenge. Bruh, I was playing a championship match, so I had to play it like there wouldn't be another challenge. When you're playing at that level, you can't risk maybe another challenge. You want every point you can. I was playing Marisol McKee. I'm not going to not. So, like, with the fact that I believe, you know, he knew Katie just didn't write it with the time and was was, he knew the answer. I stand by it, and that pisses so many people off, and I'll I'll keep standing by it. Kevin's a merc for life. (laughs) I mean, that's fair. And, I mean... On top of like multiple middle fingers gived throughout the year, you get you do even with the loss, like you played Marisol, came that close to beating her with Kevin, who thought everyone thought you were crazy for keeping him. Yeah. So and then the corruption at their own game an hour (laughs) later. So yeah, it feels all right. And all the love in the world to Marisol, but I wanted her to go to that five. Because she would have probably gotten it. She's incredible. But there's always that she, chance. She had to go to her five because I know she knows chance. George Carlin's in Scary Movie 3. Yep. That's true. 100%. Like I said, Kevin's getting a different player when he comes back. Now we got vengeance on our side. Homeboy's Ghost Rider now. Serious. <laughs> got the pennant stare. It's on. <laughs> oh, God. He just got to, you know, film Clerks 3, which he was actively in pre production on while going up against Mary. He's like, the dude is making movies making time for this and people are like yeah. oh he's nothing imagine if kevin was a dude that was retired imagine if kevin wasn't actively doing movies rollouts pre-production post-production not mass of the universe setting up for mall rats like the dude is that busy still practically pushed marisol to a five respect my boy <laughs> i mean and that's a very good point because like you do see a lot of like the celebrities that come in and everyone just kind of rolls their eyes they're like okay this is a just a name, maybe a match here. Sure. But he's he's <laughs> yes. I'm sorry, I had something in my throat. Yes, no, that's fine. Uh, but 
he's actually playing and he seems to be very, very thoroughly invested in it. Like he kind of looks like he's like, I'm going to win that belt. Like I'm going to keep doing more than any of us. Kevin's a busy guy in any standard, but like, especially like you guys know how much it takes to make a movie. The dude's like making big blockbusters and TV and still doing fat man beyond. Like I would argue no one else is as busy in the league. And he's so invested that he can play that well. I, yeah. We didn't go to the third round against Stacey Howard. Yeah. She is not a slouch. No. no. So, like, I just – it really drives me crazy because people want to hate celebrities. People want to disparage famous people. People want to be mad at nothing. Uh, I'm sorry he's successful and funnier than you. Like, internet, deal with it. He's just better. <laughs> he's just better. <laughs> I mean, you you do seem to have found the the celebrity ones that are very good and – Kind of I don't like, see them like what drives me crazy is I think celebrity, the, the purpose of celebrity, what I do with my job, the reason comic book shopping is so special to me is the benefit of celebrity is raising awareness for stuff. So yeah. with celebrity, I can hand the comic to Jake Gyllenhaal and Jake's going to sell that book by holding it. That yeah. is the benefit. I'm going to make sure he actually would invest in it. He'd actually like it. All those things, which most companies don't do because I'm not a corporation. I'm a person. I care about these people as people. But the same with the Schmodown. If Kevin didn't actually enjoy it, if I didn't think Kevin would appreciate it, I wouldn't have brought that to the table because it wouldn't be fair to Kevin. And a lot of times people remove the human from the famous. And like that's what's so gross about celebrity. You need to make sure that it's something they care about. And that's why my celebrities are invested because I know they'll like it. I'm not going to have people come in from like Glee that have just heard of movies or whatever. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it doesn't go that way. I think the people we've gotten in, about half of them are, are invested and the half that aren't it really shows. But like Josh pulls out craziness in his interviews. So I know he can do it competitively. Yeah. Kevin does evenings with Kevin Smith where he's doing this for not sport. So I know he's going to love it as a sport because everyone that loves comics secretly wants to win. Everyone that loves comics is an underdog that's felt oppressed, that's felt like they want to be, they want to be the one that knows the cool stuff. This is how Kevin can be the jock. So I bring my boy in because I know Kevin and I love the guy as a human. Like I knew Kevin before the showdown. I wanted to make sure he'd love it. He does. And he's going to take out Marisol day. All right. We got about five, 10 minutes left. But Brian, I want to make sure you finish your stats. I want Cole to hear all this. And then I want to finish off with the POV question of the night as well. Oh, yeah. I mean, you first off, you have three the most players with the most po- points in like the top 10 scorers. You've got DeMontis 23, Bibbs 12.5, and the kid at 9.5. But you also have Horowitz, who's like number 12 at 7.5. Like, so four you, in the top 12. Yes. Yes. I'm so, no mathematician, but 33% of the top 12 ain't too shabby. But I mean... Wait, 25%. It, I'm literally not a mathematician. Yeah, yeah, 25%. Yeah, whoa, 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 whoa. That's fine. Wait, no, but I mean, 4 out of 12 is a third. 33%. I go yes. back to my initial happiness. 33%. <laughs> Honestly, you could have said any number and I would have been... Um, 87% yeah. Merc victory. <laughs> yeah. We won the leader. No one can catch up. Call well, it Christian. Yeah. Uh, but I mean, you also have your... Your base is also you've got Jesse with his points. Alba's got you points. Kevin's got you points. Perry's got you points. So it's like you are very well rounded while your vets are still kind of like giving gut punches where they can. So, I mean, do you think that 
having those vets that have been around is helping your middle ground of people that are like scoring you points. But yeah, that was very intentional. And I'm happy. I gave the gift of making all my players better to not have next year. You're welcome. Like I, I, you know, I raised the bar on all my players, whether they lost or won, uh, you know, it's, it's coach Kavanaugh's thing, but winner learn is the credo of the Mercs. I learned it from coach. I implemented it into the showdown. Every single player I have is better than they were in January. Every single one. Some of them have gotten points. Some of them haven't. But I counted on the fact that some of my key players could buoy the ones that needed to learn a little bit more. And I guarantee every one of those players can get points for someone next year, hoping it's me. But depending on how things go, like, that's just going to be the way it is. So, like, that was all very tactical. Like, all the stats you're saying, I didn't know the actual numbers. Clearly, I doubt my own math even when it's right. But, like, I, I knew in my heart that's how it would go. And that's how it's gone. Like, it's just, yeah. and I do think the tournament season, like, look at the people I've got in the tournament. Like, look at those powerhouse players. And then look at, like, the teams I have. Look at my Dimalanta. Like, we're in a good spot for the rest of the season. Yeah, you are. I mean, win or lose with uh, Andrew, I mean, you either gain points in that belt match or you put him in the tournament where you more than like gain points. points. Yeah. No matter He's what probably going to make his way back to it. And it's just stacking points now. Or I have Dimalon to win as I intend to do. And then Whiteley gets points because he's even better than he was when he played against yeah. Harper. And then I get more Star Wars points. Like at the end of the day, Jesse had to play Parker. Who's come on. Yeah. Parker. So like IG did feel like it was stacked against us, which I get. And I, I'm not, I understand how it happened, but Jesse played incredibly and took Parker far. So, like, at the end of the day, our tournament season, none of it felt like a wash. But now we especially look good because it's either Whiteley and DiMolanta or DiMolanta. And then yeah. my four singles players, uh, Press Room and, like, Shazam holding on to that belt. Like, it's a really good setup for the second half or the second third, third, third of the year. Uh, and I, I feel endlessly confident with the exception of, like, we're only a few points ahead. So, like, I want a little bit of, like, wiggle. Like now that I've tasted first, I would like a little like distance from second. Like I'd like to like, but I like dungeons playing really, really well. So it's going to be, it's going to be a really tight rest of the race. But at the end of the day, dungeon was never negative two. So they can't possibly cause a bigger rise than we did. Like we've lost six points and have 56 points. There's no version of them. That's going to have like gone from something up 62. So like, Unless, uh, all love to Roxy, I think she's a fabulous human being. Unless she suddenly wins, that's, we got it, in my opinion. Like, I think we've done the most. Yeah, well, I, I mean, you've made the most leaps and bounds. That's and, easy. And to your point about the dungeon, they also started out with seven points right away at the first match of the year. So. Because they have, you know, Merle and Mara. <laughs> like, and I didn't, I didn't go for the, the OGs. Like, I did some, I, but I just went with loyalty. They went with, like, oh, let's stack the deck with Jeff yeah. Emperor Palpatine. Yeah. Um, all right, so we got two oh, things. Oh, hold on. Hold on. I like that. Oh, Eric, there you <laughs> go. Yeah, See, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> I'm saying we get points. We get eight points from DiMolanza. And then the ever better Eric who went hard against Harper. Yep. I'm, I'm not it. worried about Eric in the tournament. I'm not at all. Like, that's going to be beautiful stacking of points. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, all right. A couple things real quick. We have a super chat that came through from Theral. Uh, and quickly, he says, Spider Cat, Spidey Cat over Kaiser's Pig all day. I mean, he is the greatest cat to ever cat. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I, he's like, it's really hot. So he's laying in front of the AC. Oh, wait, hold on. I got him. I got him. 
Oh, his throne. He is. He's just. <laughs> he looked he back. Why you want? Also, camera ready. <laughs> there you go, Spidey Cat. Uh, and then two, we ran a poll on our YouTube to start uh, to start the show, and we asked them if the Quirky Mercs will win the faction title by the end of the year. And I'm happy to say, with 38 votes, it's split right down the middle, 50-50. I so. will take that because when I voted on it, it was 75%, 25%. Uh, I literally clicked on it as I joined you guys, and I was like, sons of bitches. Yeah. <laughs> so there you go, 50-50. Uh, split right down the middle, which is a good sign. And then, I prefer 51-50, uh, but here we are. Oh, here we go. Nice. nice. Math. I don't know no. if that's mathematically possible, yeah. but we, we'll take Neither it. is us going from negative two to first place. <laughs> math, 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 we did the that's impossible. That's true. That's true. Uh, and then yeah. we'll just we'll finish off this uh, with our question we ask all of our guests here. Uh, movies bring all of us together. And so we want to know what your favorite movie snack is and your favorite candy. And Jameson is not one. And they can, yeah, It's correct. implied. But <laughs> they can be the same if they are the same. Okay. Uh, they're all weird, but I don't think that's unexpected. Um, that's I really when i'm healthy like when i'm trying to be healthy i love bringing artichokes into the movie because it's a finger food like popcorn that takes a long time to eat and what i do is i i'm not even kidding i steam an artichoke and then i sneak it in in various ways i will not reveal here not rectally and Wait, then i oh my god i, and have so then many I also bring in a little bit of a vinaigrette and then you dip it into the vinaigrette and then slide off the meat from the artichoke. And then you get a popcorn bag or some other, and you deposit, you leave that, and leave no artichoke trash because that's cruel. And then you have a delicious, nutritious, packed with antioxidants, very good for you, movie snack, low calorie, high fiber, excellent movie snack. And it's the, it's the pro, it feels like popcorn. It's a long process. So you feel like you're getting that experience. Um, my unhealthy one, uh, I like to sneak in cookie dough. Um, oh. I'm a big bring in like a pound of cookie dough and house it. Um, <laughs> so that would be like my unhealthy one. Um, and then candy. I'm a big Swedish fish guy because they don't melt. Uh, if it's a nicely regulated movie theater, uh, I'll say like a Twix bar, um, yes. like a Kit Kat, like chocolate. But yeah. if, if it melts, you're screwed. So yeah, like it's it depends on the time of year, the quality of theater, the length of the movie. There's too many variables for one candy. You got to prep that. You got to plan ahead. Uh, as as our, uh, our amazing mod says in the chat here, that is definitely a quirky answer. I there artichokes, man. I try it. It's I, that mod. is the first and probably the only time we will ever hear that answer. <laughs> also, I can't just wait for artichokes. The, it's great. I cannot wait for the next premiere you go to, and hopefully, someone's watching and they go, yeah. they're they're looking for Any artichokes on you, sir. Artichoke. <laughs> well, the thing about premieres is usually have a jacket on. Ah. Hides a little bit. There so like go. jackets are real conducive to sneaking in your your whatever what your what have you. Also, if you cut an artichoke in half, it's easier to smuggle. Fair. There you Fair. go. Well, there you go, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, you heard it here. Koi likes artichokes in the movie theater. It's delicious. Yeah. There you go. I uh, might want to try it. Who knows? Maybe. Um, and, and if you're feeling like you know unhealthy, cookie dough like sure. And it's also like cookie dough's in that slab. You can put that yeah. anywhere. Like you can yeah, smuggle you can in a slab. You can never go wrong with it. You can never. Two ninety nine upwards, three ninety nine. You can usually get it on sale. It's about twenty four hundred calories, which is not conducive to weight loss or health in general. But yeah. goddamn, is it a good time? I love when you post your like miserable running right before you go running because I'm just like, I'm not gonna do it. But this is how I would feel. 
if I was about to do <laughs> every fitness influencer, which I do not consider myself is always like, yeah, like always. <laughs> so yeah. I'm like, what are real people feeling in yeah. this moment? I'm going to be honest. I'm not going to stand on a sunset and use that photo for eight years. I'm going to be like, yo, it's a hundred degrees outside. <laughs> I need this for my mental health, but my body is pissed and this is not a good time. And then like the next day I'll be like, God, cookie dough. Like I'm a failure. <laughs> in those ways but at least i'm trying like i had abs i love them it's not maintainable so i just do what i can i try to be honest with the internet as opposed to like <laughs> yeah very fair okay two quick things one are you doing stuff for what if because and i know jake watched him as well as i did your like loki breakdowns and stuff when we do our show i we steal like so much of your stuff <laughs> Dude, Rotten Tomatoes uh, reached out to me and they were like, hey, you're the person we're getting all of our coverage from. Would you like to come on one of our shows? Do it, yeah. And I was like, you guys are the only major company that's ever given me credit. I've literally, I've been at parties where drunk writers have come to like industry parties where a a drunk writer will come up to be like, hey man, why do you look so familiar? And I'll be like, (laughs) I don't know, stranger. And we'll like break it down and they'll be like, oh, we write for, we'll not disclose here because screw that. And they'll be like, yeah, we got so many questions off your coverage, blah, blah, blah. And like these large paying corporations, they stole directly from my interviews and it's exhausting. So uh, Rotten Tomatoes, all the love in the world. They actually, I do their uh, Twitter spaces now sometimes giving me credit for what I do. So thank you for, uh, thank you for acknowledging because I'm just, I don't need like. I just well, respect. We're, we're all, not, all we're three not people large, that we're watch not a ours. Large corporation either. We're small time, so you yeah. don't have to worry about us. Whenever, <laughs> whenever we're stealing from you, our all three people know that we are taking it from yes, you. Yes. Two of them were primetime late night television host writers. Wow. Like network TV, and I had to go. Well, I work for the internet, so sometimes I have enough money to eat. <laughs> like it was so just- hard to hear. Like a water print or some some type of way that you take my knowledge. Top. You yeah. can't trademark knowledge. I've no. read comics for like 32 years. They're like, let's just go ahead and yeah, right. And my other thing is, uh, Jesse just texted me and said, "Tell Koi I can't wait to hang out in person. That he's a delight, and being a merc was the greatest of honors." He's still a merc. He's always a merc. Even if he's on another team, he's a merc because I found him. We pulled him from those promos. He's a lifelong merc. His improvements, I take some credit for, mostly him. He's a lifelong merc. But uh, same, same to Jesse. Also, I'm going to his. He's got like a bachelor party digital coming up. We're going to hang out. I'm really excited. Oh, yeah, we're doing it. Yeah, so, so I'll be there because Jesse, Jesse's like a homie now, which mm-hmm. like is another magic thing about the Schmodown. I'm really particular about who has my phone number. Like, I'm a dick. Uh, and like, so Jesse didn't have my phone number for the first like month or two because I didn't know him. Like, he's a, he's a guy I met on the internet. And then there was one day I was like, you know, Jesse's a friend. And like, just started texting and I was like, it, it felt like a level up of a relationship. And I was like, you know, this feels right. So I got a lot for that go. Swift. There you go. That's exactly. awesome. Uh, well, Koi, thank you so much for hanging out. Uh, we really, really appreciate it. It's been an absolute blast getting to kind of get some knowledge from the Corky Merck side. And uh, can't wait to see what happens because you're very busy the rest of the year. Demolanta, Bibiani won last week. You've got three singles players coming up. Um, can't wait to see what happens, man. And, and good luck with everything in the standings and all that. And do you want to plug any of your stuff? Yeah, yeah go ahead. More than welcome. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. uh, Wednesdays, uh, as these gentlemen said, it used to be Fridays at Marvel Move Their Show. Wednesdays, <laughs> I do a hour long rant citing comic references, MCU Easter eggs, where it might be going to the MCU. Like, I do a dissertation on yes, the do. shows. Um, right, right now it's Marvel because DC hasn't released, like, I would have done Harley Quinn, but it's very, like, 
Hard. irreverent. It's not. Yeah. It's not really referencing. It's its own animal. But what if I'll be doing starting this Wednesday? So that are you going to do I'll Titans as well? Uh, I don't love Titans like everyone else. That's fair. Uh, and it's and I don't want to ever lie to anyone. I'm. Not, I. You'll notice there'll be movies. I'll be like going to see blah 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 crickets. Like I just if I don't like something I don't shit on it. Uh, the Green Knight being the only exception because I was like, what did I just witness? Anyway, uh, I like to talk about the stuff I love. So I think I'm going to love Peacemaker. So I'll be doing coverage on that when it comes around. Like people always think I'm a Marvel shill. It's just, I don't like to speak ill of things. And so far Marvel's just hitting my buttons better. Uh, so I'm yep. doing that. And then I've got a podcast called Koi Cast, which is wherever you stream podcasts. I've got a show on YouTube called Koi Cube because I'm a narcissist to keep the name theme, uh, <laughs> which is every Tuesday. And then I've got a Patreon where I review basically anything people want me to. So if someone loves a show that they think I'll hate and wants me to talk shit, I'll do that for them. Uh, I also rate and review every single comic I read every week, which is between 40 and 70 comics. I letter grade every single movie and TV show I watch. My Patreon is literally like, what I would do for a network, but just for patrons. So it's this really cool thing where like they become the network I work for. So people that want to hear me not like shit, that's where to go. Cause there is shit. I that's don't awesome. like, I just don't talk about it. So check that's out my awesome. Patreon, check out my podcast, check out my YouTube, search me on the internet, follow me on Instagram. I need 10,000 followers so I can swipe up. I'm at like 9,600. <laughs> have been forever to fucking hate it. Uh, we'll get our, we'll get our mods to throw it in the chat. You know how it. you get it? You get blind wave to do it because the second Eric came on ours, our numbers went phew. And Eric. you're like, you're my own Thank you, Eric Whiteley. You're my I've never, owner. I will never and never have reached 300 viewers live on a show ever again. Yes. Uh, it was ever. wild. That was wild. I literally um, have been at the same amount since we had an FYC campaign for the Emmys for a show I was doing. I was like, yo, I'm lobbying for an Emmy and I can't get a swipe up or a blue yeah. check, you sons of bitches. <laughs> So I'm just idling. This is how Link, it's, yes. Link tree. There you go. Thank you. There you go. Rachel, down, thank you so much for that, Rachel. You rock. And thank us. you guys for this show. Like, this is the only show I harass. So clearly I enjoyed it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah well, thank you, Coy. We appreciate that. We'll take that one. So yes. uh, again, Molly so will have for, some, some words probably yeah. next time she sees you. I mean, you. neither of them showed up. So uh, here we are. Here we are. <laughs> well, have a good Sunday, Coy. Thank you again. And we look forward to talking to you here in the future, man. Absolutely. Thanks, guys. Adios. All right. All right. Well, with All that, right. Now that that hurricane is blown through. First, look, before we move on, because we do have some stuff to talk about, uh, Koi is such a delight. Yeah. Um, he's so vibrant. And, like, he's, even when he, like, when, when he talked about how he doesn't like to review things he doesn't like, he, does, he, he likes to be positive about everything. He's a bright and, spot of the community. And, and well, that's that's spot. also something that we try to do as much as possible as well, because yeah. we've been given a gift that is Schmodown. And mm-hmm. so he just fits in very well with us. And like you said, he likes to harass us, but it's all fun and games. Um, so, yeah, big shout out to Koi for, for jumping on again. Thank you so much for joining us. Yes, uh, you are a very class. busy man. So we do do appreciate it. Yeah. And if you do see this uh, or if you're still watching, we'll see you at Spectacular. Uh, all of oh, us will be there. That'll be a blast. Uh, we will be there. But with that, we'll out have of to sneak in some booze so the poor guy doesn't have alcoholic blue. Yeah, well, maybe maybe we'll time. have to bring it. We'll have to bring uh, it. Well, Jill's coming. She's yeah, yeah, she'll take care of that. Part. Um, all right, let's get into it, Brian, because we do have three matches to break down. Uh, we weren't able to do reactions on Thursday or Friday last week, and so let's start. Let's just go in order. We'll get to the pay per view here in a little bit. Um, but let's start with a big single singles tournament matchup. Uh, oh, there you go. Hell oh, yeah, there you go. chaos. We got you. We got you, Koi. We, we, well, we got you. Trust me. That, that is Jill's um, drink. <laughs> but uh, let's let's go right back to the Mercs. Uh, William Bibiani 
and Jacob Blunden squared off in the first round Dude. of this singles tournament. And we talked about it last week because we previewed this match last week. Um, or maybe it was on Wednesday's reaction. I think it might have been on Wednesday's reaction. We talked about how, and I will say this, you, Jill, and Molly all did pick Blunden for the upset. Um, but we all agreed that Bibbs had to go back to his old Bibbs way as far as singles. And we all agreed that Jacob, that this would almost be a coming out party for him. Um, he played very well in his first match. As many as his every match seems to be like more and more. He's only, like He's only played two matches. Plus the free for all was definitely like a big moment for him. It was definitely a big moment, but as far as like a match, match goes, like this was the match that everyone can look back on and be like, okay, Blunden is the yeah. real deal. Yeah. Uh, he took, he took Bibbs to his five. Yeah. He took Bibbs to his five. Uh, he made him answer his questions. Uh, or no, excuse me. He didn't take him to his five. He took he, uh, Jacob missed his final question because it was an extremely hard question. It was. It was That five-point question was extremely hard, as they should be. But I will say this. Uh, one of my favorite matches this year. I also love the banter. The free-for-all shirts from both of them. That was It was a blast. Amazing. Was a blast. I, I just can literally just see the second Bibbs probably saw his uh, Aussie one was like, Oh no, you don't. Like, I, <laughs> like I'm getting one too. Like, I mean, because he did make a point. Like, yes, Bibbs, when he gets knocked out of free for all, that that is like, there's winning, and then there's like not getting Bibbs out. Let's it, be honest, it, it, there, the free for all is Bibbiani's event. It's nobody else. A hundred percent. Bibbiani's event. He's the most known when it comes to this event um as he should be um so like for him to put it it blew my mind i was like oh my god that's right he did knock out those amazing names and all i could remember was jacob knocking him out so it's like oh my god like when i saw that i was like yeah i there's probably just a teensy little chip on his shoulder that he's like don't forget do you not see these names who I knocked out? Like, yeah, he he knocked me out, but these are the people I had. So that cracked me up when I saw him come in with basically the same shirt as uh as Jacob. So, but this match, oh my goodness. And if I'm not mistaken, because obviously there's so many matches that happen, Bibbs missed one and Jacob went perfect, right? In the first round. I believe so. I'm pretty sure Jacob went perfect and Bibbs missed one. So he was up by two. And at that point, we're already like, whoa, because Bibiani usually crushes first rounds. Yeah. It's, it's typically his thing. Honestly, I was holding my breath this whole match. I It kind of is a blur to me because this match tore me because I picked Blunden, but I have Bibbs on my you fantasy team. Bibbs, yeah. So And he was my first pick. So I'm kind of just sitting there like, yeah, go Jacob because i'm gonna get fantasy points but i still really want you to win so it's i was like uh, uh, all over the place but yeah um it, it was uh it was wild this week's and, match were wild. and this this was obviously a big moment as well this steal uh missing that twilight question at the that end was of a young adult hard and that, that's a bit and i had asked so because yeah. i watched it before everyone i watched it live because uh, i knew that we weren't doing a reaction that day and I put in the chat the second it was asked, I go, because I know that you, Molly, and Jill are all big Twilight fans. And I said, hey, yeah. this was just asked. I didn't clarify who it was asked to. I didn't clarify what round. I said, is this a tough Twilight question? It is. Um, 
I knew it was either August or October. Yeah, and and Molly answered April, getting the A correct. And then Jill, uh, she did say August, but they both said they go, that is is a tricky question. Well, because so, like, there's a point in one of the movies where just, like, months flash by. And there's tons of different times when you see, like, months. So it's like, oh, crap. Well, and and Ben said it, I think he said it when he stole it. He said... I remember them talking about or seeing that it was right before school starting. Yes. And Jacob probably thinking the same thing. He was one month off school. You, typically. Well, these days it's way different, but back, back in our day, it started in September. July. July. Started, yeah. Our school started in September. So Bibbs was on the correct path. Jacob was just right there. Yeah. I'm not going to say that was the moment of the match because him missing his five still affected him, but it could have been like a moment where Jacob maybe had it in his head just a little bit to where it kind of threw him for a loop. I, I don't think there was a moment of the match because it honestly kept, I don't either. I don't it kept that. going like this to the point where I don't know about you guys, but like, I was like, there's at no point where I was like, this person has it one. I was like, just, I was sitting there intense just as Bibiani was. Like, I was, yeah, it was and definitely he, the match of the week that was most intense. Like, Bibiani was not out, comfortable. Outside the pay-per-view, but. You could, that was one of the first times in a long, a long time where I've, you saw him very uncomfortable looking. Like, he wasn't he, the typical bibs where he was having yes. fun because he knew that Jacob was an extremely tough test. Uh, yes. And so he did look very, on, not I don't want to say on on edge because it sounds way more like intense, but like he did. It wasn't like you said, like a like the happy go lucky. Like he was there to play and win, and he was not joking around when he was playing that match. It was probably on like one of the most like laser focused. Like nothing else matters. I'm directly playing it's just me and jacob and i mean i think that that also is a lot of credit to jacob too because the man may not have won a match this year but if you best own two competitor right now oh probably i i think he and i'm combining records for her but he and he and jen kemp are oh no jen kemp won in previous match right yeah she just won Uh, yeah sorry 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 yeah but he there's lots of people where and especially star wars where your record doesn't doesn't really reflect what you know and what you do and that tends to not be the case in other divisions probably kind of sort of especially singles this is not the case for jacob it is 100 like i guarantee you you ask every single person that knows Jacob in this league. If you were like, do you, would you want to go up against him first round? They'd be like, no. Yep. Like not. Yep. And that is, yeah. Like Brian just said, he is the best. Oh, and two player. There's bar none. I mean, agreed. It, yeah. I would not. I mean, clearly I'm a joke, but I, I would not want to go up against him. I wouldn't want to play him ever really. Yeah. Although I did in Harry Potter. So, uh, but he I think he, beat, he still beat. I you. think he beat me though. He so damn it, damn it. Um. All right. So with that out of the way, so Bibbs moves on. He yep. is he is moving on to the second round, and Jacob's season unfortunately is over, being that the rest of the year is tournaments. That's just yeah. how it works. The back half of the year, 
Uh, we will see where he ends up next year. Coy alluded to it earlier, and we we do know a little bit as well that the the it's just shifting next year. As the showdown yeah. does every once in a while, things are adjusting. Um, so there's not a guarantee that he will end up back on corruption, but he will definitely be in the league next year one way or another. Yeah, uh, he's, a, he's a lock. Like, if, if let's say the league was cut in half right down the middle, he is a and, lock. And Christian also, back. I think Christian said it, after the match that also it comes if he wasn't in australia he would be getting a lot more matches anyway oh absolutely um, like it definitely plays a part location and time for him yeah they're so far ahead of us you have to we have to coordinate with that it's different but we will without a doubt be seeing him a lot more next year if if things are changing there's an opportunity to see a lot more players a lot more he's definitely going to be one of those players a hundred percent i like i said he in my book, if I'm making my locks for comeback next year, we'll be on a team, whatever. He's on that side. Yeah. There's no, no. He's, he's proved himself enough. He's yeah. Himself. Who was his first play match Jacoby. again? Oh, Jacoby. Yeah. It, come on, Jacoby. And then look at what he did in free for all. And you play Bibbs first round tournament. Yeah, for sure. Agreed. The guy's the lock. Um, all right. So I believe he said that you don't need to be. Uh, Gordon, you are correct. Yeah. Um, you are correct. And I don't want to say anything that hasn't been revealed. So I'm not going to say anything. We'll talk about that when it's all officially announced, but you are correct. Yeah. Uh, the main, I'll, leave, I'll leave it at that. I'll leave it. Yeah. At that. There's a lot of players, right. That you're going to see leave this year early because of tournament that you can cash a check. they will be, back and we'll and we'll talk about them as they get as rookies they get knocked out of the i mean yeah rookies we'll, I mean. we'll talk about everyone that we kind of everyone that kind of gets knocked out we'll kind of have a little discussion on each of them and, and brian yes harloff and ken is a as always yeah. hilarious desk yeah for sure ken ken with either harloff or or ellis is always great. oh yeah um all right next match here was the friday match one we we tried to get a reaction to but we just couldn't with the little delay it had technical yeah. difficulties happened it's okay we're talking about right here. Um, this is a great, great match. I really enjoyed this match. Uh, Jada Paramo up against Paige for Betty. Obviously, last night's happy hour guest. She was very busy this week. Um, and we had her booked way before this was we even. We did. And her and our very <laughs> own Jill doing the post interviews again for that match. This um, lady. Yeah, she's she's becoming too big for us, Brian. Yeah, I we're gonna have to start paying her, and that's gonna it's, be scary. Uh, eventually, she's gonna leave us. It's gonna be you, I, and Molly. So we'll see what happens. But anyway, you uh, can't count on Molly. Molly's nah, already too big for us. She's getting. She's getting. Too, we're gonna go back to just the the bro the broadcast, and we're gonna see oh, what happens. God, no, ain't nobody anyway, want that. Anyway, uh, Jader and Paige. Paige ends up walking with the W on this one. Very close match. Um, very very close match. And I believe, and Leo, correct me if I'm wrong, uh, Jader missed his five to, to yep. continue the match. Um, very close to 51-50 in the ball. <laughs> <Cool>. <laughs> uh, you are correct, Coy. Uh, but, yeah, so Jader, look, I have always enjoyed seeing Jader play. He's uh, a bright spot. He again. is, and he he has a really cool story. Um, yep. He got He got put up against someone who – I think is an absolute superstar. Yeah. Uh, I think Paige can do some big damage. She's in the, she's really in that. She, so she's part of this rookie class that has a lot of really good players. We were just talking about Jacob, Jacoby, uh, Peggy is one. 
Uh, obviously, the, the exchange, right, with Ty and Griffey Nooms and, and King Khan and all these players that we're seeing in this rookie class. Um, I think she's made the most strides in her in her game this year as far as singles rookies. Uh, because Amaru is, obvi- uh, is obviously an IG. Josh Horowitz, right? We can talk about Horowitz as well. Um, as far as coming in as a straight unknown, I think Paige is one of the strongest rookies we have in this draft mm-hmm. or this, this league. Uh, she has shown some knowledge that I didn't realize that she would ever have. Um, she has a strength like Quentin Tarantino in the bag that a lot of people really try to stay away from. Yep. Um, and that is very dangerous in a lot of matches. This match was extremely close. Jader took her to the wire. Yeah. That challenge is very is a good discussion to have. That that you don't mess with the Zohan challenge that was thrown down. Um, that kind of shifted the tide a little bit. I saw a page that I had never seen before. The serious side of her really came out after that challenge. She was like, "Okay, I'm not messing around. I am really I'm like I'm I'm locking in. I'm not making any more jokes. Like I'm here to win, and I didn't win it. I'm moving on." Let's get a dub. And it was very interesting to see. And I know someone put it in the chat. I will say that Jader definitely looked a little shaken up in this match. I don't know what, maybe he was getting some questions that were throwing him for a loop. Um, but he looked a little lost in the first round and he caught back up in the second round and made it a game. But uh, I mean, this is a great, great first round match. I gotta say great first round match. Yeah. Leo took what I was going to say. Uh, if you want to pop that up, because I know you like clicking the buttons. Um, you and that is completely different. Yes, that is thrown around kind of like it almost doesn't even exist. And I don't think this fits with the benefit of the doubt rule personally. Um, Because she said, I think Paige said, don't mess with the Zohan. Yeah. And then the answer to the actual title is you don't mess with the Zohan. Yeah. You and like there's like Leo saying here, the thes and the uns and like the A's and like that type of stuff. Those are that's completely different than you being an actual word to me. I know people are going to say like, oh, it's a little bit different, but like I'm kind of looking at like Captain America Civil War. You're not going to call it Captain America Civil and Uh just like assume. And then vice versa. You can call Captain America Winter Soldier, but and then Captain America the Winter Soldier. That's an interesting conversation, too, because there's the. Sorry, PJ. <laughs> we're not bagging them. We're just throwing out. <laughs> no, I'm just saying, like in general. Coffee. Sorry that this might eventually be a problem from you sometime in the future. Oh but yeah, I'm sure someone's gonna <laughs> make a fuss over and over the off season. It'll be an implementation in the rule book. Oh, I'm sure. Thing. But I mean, yeah, it's it's the title of the movie. Like, you don't mess with the Zohan is the title. It, the, you can't take a word out of it, uh-huh, uh-huh. like that. Even if it is, like you could, you clearly knew it, but at the same time, like it's part of the title. You can't take. I'm trying to think of a long title like that where you can't just take the word out. But being on the spot, can't think of it. But it's just like, uh, it, yeah, it, it's it it's it's a difficult. I see it, but. Yeah, and Ryan is a hundred percent. He knew. He knew right away. He knew. Yes, that was a that is a skilled player that knows the game and knows. That's a tactical move. That's a tactical move for sure. Because 
that also is a type of move that can throw someone off and they're mentally done. Absolutely done because that person knows that they know the answer, but you have now taken that answer and that point from them. And that messes with a lot of people that would mess with me. Like I knew it. I'm going to get defensive. I'm going to get pissed off at myself for doing that. Like that could mess with someone's game in the end. She didn't lose it, but I mean that it, it kind of might have done the opposite and lit a fire under her. I think because, it did because we she completely shifted. Yeah, and, and it's not a bad thing. It, Paige, if you're, no. I'm not saying it's a bad thing. You like you're, and it, whether she's watching this or not, her tone completely shifted. The way that she was yeah. playing, it just that was like a okay, this happened. Let's go, game on. Oh, thank you, Gordon. Thank you. For, I, I hope you're an English major. Because I wouldn't have gotten that. You as a pronoun, Walda and Anne no, are. Stop dropping your knowledge on us. Yeah, Koi is not a mathematician. We're not English majors. We're just here to talk. Uh, but um, it's can uh, John? Can you say it without the the in the middle? I no, don't don't mess with you. Don't mess with Zohan. I don't know if anybody would actually ever. Say I would that. say no. I would say no because that is in the middle. There's a difference. When I'm organizing my movies, I don't include the as like A, B, C, D, E, F, G. Here's S. Okay, let me put all the thes. I don't, I'm putting it where it is like that. Where if it's in the middle, it's. Wait, what? I included the Well, that's because you're. No, at the beginning beginning of the title, not in the middle of the freaking title, but the beginning of the title. Yeah, it's a, I mean. All the thes are together. Well, you have OCD, so it's a whole different with your <laughs> this man and his DVD collection. So Amaru, yes, uh, we 100 agree with you. I think you have yeah. to. Say that. You you have to absolutely. Um, if it's beginning, agree. it's different. Uh, uh, something I've been trying to think about, like a, a comparison that we can do. I know. I don't know if this would work, but here's something that uh, does is a conversation. So in the Planet of the Apes movies, they're either called. So and so of the Planet of the Apes, or oh, so for the Planet of the Apes. Now, I wonder what would happen if you were to say War of the Planet of the Apes rather than War for the Planet of the Apes, because that could be a considered a different title, but it might be considered benefit of the doubt because there's not another movie of the same name. That's that's where it kind of like all blends. Well, but here I would this- be interested to see if that were to ever come up. Of the uh four situation with well, you could also get away with uh war. What is it? War of the Planet of the Apes? Oh, it's War Four. Or War Four. Okay, but it's Dawn of the Planet of the Apes. This this is a perfect one. You're not going to call it the Lord of Rings. You're not going to call it that. Yeah. You can get away with Lord of the Rings, but you're not going to get away with the Lord of Rings. Yeah. So. There, thank you, Ryan. That worked perfectly. Um, yeah, it's it's just a good it's it's an interesting conversation because it's it's the first time that a benefit of the doubt rule has gone against the person yeah. saying it. Most of the time, the benefit of the doubt is given is a win for the person answering the question. Yeah, uh, the one that comes to to mind is Parker Hannah, where Hannah said Roddy McDowd. But his answer was Roddy McDowell. And again, that is uh, a Planet of the Apes question. 
but like that was given to him because benefit of the doubt. Yeah. Uh, so it's, it's a very blended line between the two, but I do agree with the decision that I Jader won the challenge. I, I think it was the right call. I do too. And in the end, didn't make a difference. Yeah. It might've for the players playing in the moment, it might've made a difference. Result wise, it did not make. Yeah, it, it didn't change the outcome. Yes, uh, it, it didn't change the outcome, and so ultimately, Paige just walk away with the win. She moves on. Uh, I hate these first rounds because these are players in any other previous league that you would see going far into the tournament. They're first round knockouts that could you could see in the past win this tournament. And, and real, 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 quick, real quick, this one. William, you're right. I flipped them. It's Rowdy versus Roddy is what happened. That's oh, what okay. it was. Uh, yes, you are Rowdy. And th- again, I think that that Rowdy is completely different from Roddy, but that's just me. Um, yeah. But yeah, no, I agree. I The first rounds have been very interesting so far in the singles tournament. Yeah, I mean, um, look very, at... Very, very interesting. Look at who's gone already. Jader, gone. Jacob, gone. Uh, it's i mean we almost had a point where bibs was gone in the first round uh, jen kemp gone because she lost jen tomorrow. kemp it's it these first rounds suck like for people that and want to only, see they're only gonna get worse for i know it's 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 rough it is rough and but it makes it very interesting and makes you want to watch it because you're like you look at these players like I mean, oh, we don't have anyone announced yet. I was trying to think of who. No, like, no. Of- well, here we go. And I agree with this nuts bomb. We have Bateman versus Perry Nemeroff this week. Yeah, exactly. That's another one. Like, she took out I'm, Mike first I'm picking, round. I'm, I'm picking Perry. I'm picking Perry. I'm going for it. I'm going. You know, there's my pick, y'all. I'm pick, I'm going for honestly, it. Honestly, I really, I I do think Perry's gonna get something she loves in second round. And it's going to be her game. And we've seen Bateman struggle over yeah. the last couple matches. I mean, he – don't get me wrong. The guy, I looked it up, still has 12 points for the year. For sure. But it still kind of feels like he's having an off year, weird enough. Like, only, has he only – he's only played two singles matches. And he lost one right. of them. Uh, all the rest of them have been teams. Yeah. So – I'm not going to doubt Perry can beat him. I, like I you said, she lands on a second round. And if he lands on Jurassic Park or New yeah. Races, game over. Yeah. Game so, over. So, but I mean, it's wild. There are people, there's going to be people, probably vets, that you would expect to go far that are going to be out first round. It's, it's and it's going to be multiple. Class, that's why. Or the yes. strongest rookie slash soft, sophomore class that we have. Mm-hmm. And the we've seen it all year. Being a vet does not matter. It really yeah. does not matter. You have the experience. And sure, you have the upper hand having a, a bigger record and the chance of the belt and stuff like that. But these rookies are coming in. They're, they're basically saying, I respect you. I've watched you for a long time. But I'm here to play. Like I'm gone, gone are the days of with a rookie class like this. Gone are the days where Adam Collins comes. Adam Collins comes in, and you're like, okay, a new person, and they beat someone with prestige like Roka, and you're like, holy crap! Like, mm-hmm. 
where the heck did this come from? Like, this is that wasn't supposed to happen. This with the rookies this year, there's there's none of that. It's like your veterans are For not sure. safe in the first round. For sure. It's it's not like throw them to the wolves. Like everyone is a threat at any point in the singles tournament. And that's what makes it interesting because there's never going to be like a, they got this. Like, it's yeah, like, it's, you better it's, watch the heck out. It's going to be brutal on our end. It's going to be absolute chaos. Um, but we'll see what happens. Um, yeah, I hate I, kicking these. these yeah, that's well, the and we don't really that. know. We don't really know what's happening outside of the Perry Bateman one. The schedule hasn't, like, we haven't seen the bracket per se. Um, like they did for the IG and Star Wars, which you know, and we don't. They no one tells us when Jill does a a behind the scenes. She does not tell us. Yeah, so, so uh, we we don't know what's coming. Uh, but we did obviously Bateman Perry, and we can talk about that when that happens. We'll predict it on the actual reaction uh, with the rest of with the girls, obviously when they're back. But let's go ahead and shift gears into this pay per view event. Oh. Um, this this uh this versus from Friday night. The first uh, the first match uh, was probably the main event of that night, but it's the first of eight Cantina matches that we're going to see air uh, for the Schmodown. And they I'm digging four, it. They recorded four last Sunday. Uh, this was the title match. We'll see four more recorded uh, a week from today, uh, which is now the Inner Geekdom title match is the main event for that card. But so we have Dan Merle. We got Ethan Irwin. And unfortunately for me, Frank took more points away from me again. I hate it. That's the only thing I thought about, man. I just, I, so, and we'll get into the match, but I just got to say my team at the, at the beginning of the year was doing so hot. And then now they just are crapping the bed. They're losing these titles. They're just, they're losing matches and it's just not fair anymore. Um, but no, look, in all honesty, I didn't see it going the way I saw it. Uh, I, I, I thought, or no. I didn't see it going the way we saw it happen yeah. is what I should have said. Gra- grammatically correct. Um, Again, not English majors. Not English majors. Uh, I thought Ethan was definitely going to put up a big test up against Dan. I really did. Oh, yeah. And yeah. He did. Like, Ethan is one of the greatest we've seen. Uh, he is incredibly knowledgeable about film. But I, I just thought, I thought Dan had it. Like, I really, really did. Um, the speed round. That's what we can talk about. That, the, was, the, that was the match. That was the the bleeping buzzers. That, that was the match. Four, okay. four to one. Ethan wins that round. I, I I'll, okay. So I'll be completely honest. Uh, and real quick, uh, Gordon, we, we don't know what the three are in the next taping, but there weren't any taped in the first round of scum and villainy matches. Okay. I'm putting it on the table. I've been someone that, Thought the buzzers unfair, don't like it because when we went, when you and I went to San Diego, uh, San Diego Comic Con, uh, Rachel versus Mike, it looked and seemed like she, her buzzer was not like as functional. Whatever, that was a long time ago. So for me, I've always been like, yeah, speed around, like that's fair. The last two fire <laughs> that fire. we have seen with the buzzers, I'm kind of been like oh, buzzers shit. all the way. The buzzers, buzzers all the way. The buzzers are like bloodbath round. Yeah. Like 
Dan had that match the whole entire time until that round. Yep. And he literally lost because of that round. That is it. You will not. I'm sorry. You will not convince me any otherwise. Don't convince me, bud. Don't yeah. Don't convince me. So, I, you know, I, I'm starting to kind of like the buzzers now because no one is safe until that round is over. And even when that round is over, it's like, oh, crap. So, and this is a perfect example because the tide shifted. Well, yeah. And, and we can also talk about the betting round because they both, that's the first time we've ever seen that happen, by the way. Oh, yeah. Uh, and that question was effing hard. Um, those, but those as far two. as the buzzers go, uh, I've always said that I've enjoyed the buzzers the most because you are seeing a different side of competition where it's physical. You you not only know it, have to know the answer, but you have to have the mindset of hitting the buzzer confidently knowing you know the answer. Otherwise, you're going to get docked a point for missing. Um, I like the fact that it's it's a chance that it's yeah. it's a chance round, and sometimes we see it where they go back and forth. Sometimes we see yeah, last week we, it was a chance round, literally. Oh, yes, you are correct. Uh, sometimes <laughs> we see it uh, where people don't even answer a question because they don't want to get docked a point. They play strategy. Sometimes yeah. we see it like we have the last two times where someone dominates the buzzer round, and this is what I love about it so much in championship match. When the match is going one way, not not the entire time, but for most of the time, Dan Dan, Dan won all three of those rounds. Dan looked the strongest going into that round. Yeah. Uh, well, he won the first two. They both missed the the betting round. Um, no, I meant point wise. Weren't they all? Was it? Well, no. He... They well they both missed the the betting round, and Dan actually bet more points, so they were tied going. Oh, into that's the right. Round. That's right. They were You're tied right. going into the buzzers. You're right. Um, but that's neither here nor there. What what I'm getting at is that. You, as a champion, if you want to hold the Schmodown belt, whether it's Star Wars, Team Singles, Intergeekdom, whatever it may be, you have to be able to win at every aspect of Schmodown. You don't have to just win at competition. You don't have to just win at trivia. You have to be able to win the rounds that are given to you, whether it be fast money, whether it be buzzers, right? If you're in Star Wars, because all Star Wars players are spread out everywhere, there's very few that are LA based, very few. And so it's going to be a digital, a digital league going forward. So it'll be buzzers or uh, fast money, excuse me, for the most part in Star Wars. And Star Wars, yeah. that's exciting because, like we saw with the Kelly DiMolanta match, there could be a lot of stumps if there's really good questions. When yeah, it comes Star to this, go ahead. When it comes to this, and you have people like Dan Merle, Ethan Irwin playing in buzzers, with Dan Merle winning the first two rounds, a betting round question that trips them both up so the favor is still in dan's hands yeah he gets the first question right okay dan dan's strong he's good he looks good and then ethan just goes boom 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 boom, boom. he gets four straight no question and dan didn't even have a single chance it looked like he had some but ethan got there first yeah with the buzzers and that's just how it works that's how it works but i love it because just like in and I always use baseball as an example because I was a baseball yes, player. Just like at a random time in the game, the fifth inning, right? You come up to bat, your your eighth person, your eighth batting person in the order comes up and starts a rally. You can score six runs. 
Just like the buzzers, it can come out of nowhere. You can score four points, shift the tide, and win the championship. That's what I love about it so much because it can literally change the outcome of the game if you are not in focus and ready to be buzzered, ready to have those questions. Um, and that I've always been a buzzer fan, and I will always be a buzzer fan for that exact reason. Yeah, I mean, I, I gave my reason to why. That is literally my exact reason why. Um, but, yeah, I I mean, we've had two buzzer rounds this year, and both have been four to one, mm-hmm. and both have made the match what they are because of that round. Well, yeah, I mean, look at Corruption last week at Collision. They were down nine points after the yeah. second round. And because of the buzzer round, not saying they, they got all those points, but because of the betting round and the buzzer round, they got uh, they they went into the fifth or they went into the fifth round down like two points or something, yeah. and then they ended up leaving the fifth round tied. Obviously, it's it's low key the great equalizer um, at this point. Um, to what you said about Star Wars, I think that might be a while unless it's a live event like Spectacular will be buzzers. Yes. Spectacular will be buzzers because it's live, but I'm saying yeah. everything outside of like big events, Star Wars will be fast money because it's a digital league. It's a digital league. Yeah. I, um, because Star Wars is arguably the most spread out people wise league. You've yeah. got Thomas in one of the Carolinas, DeMont is in Florida. Um, you have the Damons in Atlanta. Damons are in Atlanta. Burkett's are in Burkett's in Georgia. Um, uh, Lacey and and John like like they're like the northeast Connecticut or something something like, like that. It's, it's literally all over the country. Yeah, literally. Laura's in Chicago. It yeah, literally spread everywhere. So yeah, that's it. Goal leaders in Georgia too. Yeah, there's a lot well, in Atlanta, but they're they're spread everywhere. Yeah, there's very few in like Scrimshaw. Sully Wit. are in LA. Wit. Uh, Wit is in LA. Ace is in L, or he's near LA. He's close enough to LA. Yeah. Um, I'm sure but that's I'm just four. Couple, but that's just four out of the whole league. Right? Yeah. So it it'll be harder to do that with Star Wars until it's literally like back to normal. No COVID. Like because you're flying two separate people out. It's expensive. You're flying two separate people out from two separate places, probably across the country. Uh, it, hotel, like all that stuff. Unless it, unless it is a celebration or spectacular, you'll never you. And I'm not going to say never, Christian. Christian will never say never. Uh, unless it's celebration or spectacular, more than likely, all Star Wars title matches will take place digitally. Um, uh, I will re- rebut that and say that. They unless they are live events, possible. Well, what what I'm saying, yes, but I'm saying those Star Wars title matches typically are saved for possibly something like around Celebration, Comic Con. Sure, absolutely. But I'm but and what I'm saying is like, let's just say in the future it's uh, a Damon versus uh, Burkett or Gold Leader. It will. Pr- it would probably be an Atlanta event. That they, they they could play to the they could play to the players that are playing it exactly. Yeah. Like and I mean maybe it's Demonta versus uh, someone in Georgia. That's 
not the farthest away. You could do one of those places. If it's not something like that, it's it's probably going to be digital. Like the, yeah. if 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 we were in if we were regular Schmodown right now, where no COVID, Harper Dimalanza would be a live event in a heartbeat. Oh, it would like be in that. a heartbeat. They would they would do a live event probably in Orlando. Yeah, like we did a a, a few years ago, and they would fly Harper out. Uh, yeah. They would they would get Dimalanza's travel, and that would be the main event of whatever card is there. But 100%. because of restrictions and yeah. and the ease back into everything, it'll probably be a digital match. And then Spectacular, whoever wins that match, that person will play the winner of the tournament at Spectacular. 100%. Uh, I mean, and to be honest, Star Wars is unique enough that you can do that. Yeah, it's, absolutely. absolutely. They're very fun, be, like seeing these geniuses, essentially, with Star Wars go back and forth, that you kind of want to save that. Singles is a little bit different because it's just so broad uh, that, I mean, you, you're you not going to just like put two random people together just as your card and make that like, Hey, this is our Kansas city event. Like it's, it's a little bit different for sure. Star Wars is a whole different monster. I mean, I'm pretty, I'm swear. I heard Christian say the other day or something. I could be imagining this just my own excitement that like celebration will probably have something like you said, that makes sense. It it makes sense. Perfect. It sense. might not be a title match, but the tournament is typically in May, so it might be some tournament matches, something. Like that. But it'll, yeah, it's it's very strange. I, I do want to get back to Merle Irwin because uh, that's oh, yeah. that's I what we were, we were talking, talking about. about. Yeah, uh, Brian, just just some quick thoughts on you know Ethan Irwin. He he reclaims the title he did lose, um, and I know someone put in the chat. It might have been Nussbaum or Leo. Uh, this was Merle's first ever loss at a live event. Yeah, uh, which is big. I know it was a very different style live event compared to what we're typically used to, but it's still a live event. It's still yeah. that atmosphere, which he does so well. Um, but he was facing someone like like Ethan, who is very consistent, good. And we've seen it from him this so far this year, both with lightning time and singles. He has just been on a war path. He's played very, very well. He's been very laid back. He seems very comfortable with Sam. He has yep. Liz in his corner. We saw Liz yep. uh, Paige, walk out with him, which was very cool. Yeah. Um, big congrats Dude. on the win, but I mean, what a match this was, and and how well both these gentlemen played. Suspects are not out of first place no, by they, a long they, shot. I don't have. To be honest, pull it up. Let me pull it up. Honestly, to me right now, they are the scariest team to take first. Well, they place. have the hot hand. Uh, they, they right now they have two title matches. Uh, yes. So they have they have the winner. So they have um, uh, Amaru versus the winner of Chandru. And Mike. Mike, and then it's confirmed September 17th is Marisol uh, versus Ethan, which yeah. is not going to be an easy test for him. But uh, not to mention they have a, an extremely strong group of singles players on that and team. And lightning time and teams. And lightning time and teams. Yeah. They are. Well, and keep in mind, this does knock Ethan out of the tournament. It does. But honestly, I don't think it matters because their their singles is their strong point on their team. Amaru is his own monster. Like he he's good like in his department. Singles, they are terrifying. Like one person, Ethan, 
can't play, there is literally another one perfectly fit to fill that void. The singles is the suspect's bread and butter, in my opinion. Oh, for sure. And that is scary because that there's four people that can be a lot of points. So real quick, I don't, and I don't want to cut you off too much, but so going into Friday's match, uh, the suspects were in one, two, three, four, five. They were in sixth place with 35 points Yeah, because of Ethan. They are now in third place with 45 points. Um, And that's, that's obviously a huge leap for them. Uh, They are five points away from the dungeon who is in second and they're 11 points, 11 points away from Quirky Mercs, um, who are in first. An interesting stat here, uh, they are tied for the most wins with 17 for the Finstock Exchange and also tied with the exchange for the least amount of losses. They're both 17 and 10. I believe it. Um, which is very interesting. And that means they just haven't had the title matches that some of the other factions have had uh, for the points, which means they're doing it before they're getting these faction title match or these title matches. And imagine if they do end up winning. Look, we could we could end up seeing uh, the suspects by probably, I would say, by the just to be safe for the Amaru match, by the end of October, we could see the suspects have uh, two titles in their faction if both Ethan and uh, Amaru win. If Amaru gets a hold of that belt, you have to keep in mind, Amaru is going to get points for that match. Mm-hmm. He's going to be guaranteed another match because I'm assuming he will defend that if he has it. Well, I think whoever's going to win that one will defend it spectacular. Yes, so that's what I mean. Up so against the tournament winner. Yes, so he will have he would have the belt points. Mm-hmm. He would be guaranteed another match. Well, and because- keep in mind. Spectacular is even more points for for title matches. That's what I mean. Uh, I and think that I think it's ten possible, and then eleven or twelve with the TKO KO thing. Yeah, so like, that's insane. If he was to grab that belt, you've got to think. Okay, so he gets points for that initial belt win. He would get more points if he won again at Spectacular. Then you have Ethan, who's guaranteed at least a singles match with Marisol. If he wins that match against Marisol, he's guaranteed probably at least spectacular. That is a lot of points just off those two people. Two. Doesn't include what's going to happen in the singles tournament. And we just saw what Paige did last week for them. Doesn't include uh, IG, which Ethan isn't in. Yeah. Uh, He could do some damage in IG as well. And then plus teams, uh, that possibility as well. I mean, it's, the suspects are definitely on the rise, and uh, they, they've very much like the quirky marks. They've kind of kicked it up late, um, yeah. which is what you want. Sam has has shifted his team into high gear, um, and and it they're not as high as the Mercs because they haven't had the title matches yet. But they could do the same exact thing the Mercs just did and get a bunch of titles on their side, uh, and we can see two factions um, with the titles where the uh, Mercs have Star Wars and teams. And the suspects have singles and IG, which would be pretty yeah. crazy. On the opposite side of that coin, you have now just put Dan Merle in the singles tournament. And you can and tell he was he was pissed off and ready. Yes. He was pissed off and ready. So it's very interesting. However, this is it 
it is not going to be one of those cakewalks for Merle to get to the singles tournament championship. This isn't the days where it's like, oh, Merle's in it. Lock that in for the championship. Yeah. It is does just off of record. Do we automatically assume he's probably going to get there? Maybe. But by putting him in that tournament, you have now kept the dungeon possibly raking in points off of him. And it's interesting. Uh, I, if I'm remembering correctly, the same thing happened last year, right before the singles tournament, Ethan and Dan played Ethan lost, entered the tournament and Dan went on with the title and then eventually lost to Adam at spectacular roles reverse this time. Uh, they played Dan loses. Now he enters the tournament. Uh, it's pretty, pretty storybook how this is all really going down for these two who have played. I mean, they've had a lot of, a lot of play together and they've been around for a while. And I do want to point out cause a couple of them are putting in the chat. So we talked about Ethan's road for the title. Mm-hmm. There still is that situation with the two number one contender matches that are coming um, where chance and Snyder are playing in a match. And then Adam and JTE are playing in a match. Those winners play each other. And then that winner will play yeah. Ethan. Uh, and then that win- the winner of Ethan versus one of those will go to Spectacular. Well, so guess there's what? A lot, there's a lot of chances. There's a lot of things. There's so many roads and just twists and turns that we need to take for the singles title for Spectacular, which yeah. is awesome. Because that means the belt's either going to be defended or switched up a couple times before then. Uh, but, but to what Brian was saying... We were just talking about an overall discussion about what Ethan can do if he wins. He could end up getting a lot of points for for the the suspects. If he defends all these matches, yep. that's a lot of points for suspects. And they're already in third place. And it could be very, very interesting going forward what can happen. Yeah. Um, all right, Brian. Well, if, if you're good, I'm good. I think we can wrap up the show tonight. I don't uh, even I, know who's playing this week. This week. At, no, we, last we week was a announcement. All I know is that that Bateman and Perry are playing uh, each other, and that's the one confirmed match. Uh, and I'm sure someone in the chat will know because these y'all scour the Schmodown sewers for all these. I matches appreciate it because I don't have time to catch everything. Uh, no, I agree. I agree. So if you guys if you guys have any uh, thoughts on who is playing this week outside of Bateman Perry, let us know while we wrap up here. Um, and so, oh, yep. Is Paul and Ir- Irwin no, this well, week for the IG tournament? For the IG tournament. Oh, is that that this week? Oh, that's this week. Oh, Ooh. the Paul versus Irwin match uh, for uh, IG is this week. Okay, okay. News uh, is Perry. playing Video Drew. No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Ben Perry, Video Drew Newman, so Griffin, <sighs> and then uh, Paul versus uh, Ethan, which, ooh, that's a slate of matches. So uh, thank you, guys. All of you, I see you. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, we appreciate it. Uh, we will make predictions on our reactions. We don't want to make them without oh. the girls. We'll do that on our reactions. That way we have time to kind of mold it over as well. Um, but yeah, we'll be back Wednesday, Thursday, Friday uh, for reactions. If there is a pay-per-view, we won't be doing a reaction on Friday, but we'll keep you updated on that. Um, and then, yeah, guys, uh, check out POV everywhere. Uh, we're everywhere. Twitter. Uh, if you guys have questions for any of our guests, Streamlabs right up there. Uh, check out our Patreon. we got some really cool things on Patreon coming. Uh, our Q&A is coming up this week. We also do... Uh, we do, we do uh, movie nights. We do bar trivia. You can help Molly study for Star Wars Tournament, which is coming up very, very quickly. Um, so it's a lot of fun stuff coming on. And then obviously our personal stuff. Uh, Brian and I both, 
on Apocalypse Movies every week, uh, talking all kinds of movie stuff. Very, very fun over there. Um, our Twitter handle is all in the description below. You can find us everywhere. And just big shout out to all of you who watch. Big shout out to Koi Jandru for popping in for a little bit as well for the first hour of the show. That was an Did he win laugh. the poll? Uh, let me see. Do we oh, know? I still have it going up. Uh, with 54 votes, 54 46%, absolutely the Quirky Mercs will win the faction title. All uh, right. There you go, Koi. Uh, you walk away with the winning percentage on today's poll. Uh, and so, yeah, thank you to everyone who votes, joins us every single week. We really appreciate it. We'll be back on Wednesday. So for Brian and I, thank you so much. Have a great Sunday, and we'll catch you guys next time. Hey, guys.